and all of that. Cool. And now I will share the screen so then you can see the slides. Yep, thank you. So obviously money, quite a topical subject. I mean, it always is, right? But um, really thinking about the current economic climate, obviously it's it's tough. It's, you know, we're, we're going through this stage with the, the, the house kind of uh, gas and electric going up and all the costs going up. So it's it's not an easy time for lots of people and even people that we might deem well off you know we we never know people's sort of individual circumstances so we're going to talk a little bit about some money stuff and um yeah how it might affect us and our businesses so money obviously it can be a very personal topic um i think as time goes on i realize more and more about how it's very linked to our own childhood and how we were brought up the politics the culture of our home environment um, and it is also very culturally you know politically based so obviously we're talking about our environment or sorry I'm talking from my experience my my background my lived experience but also kind of the UK um, but it is essentially very necessary you know we all need money we need money to pay our bills we need money to buy food we need money to do the nice things in life and you know that's okay too um, and we need money to pay other people so that they have money to do the things that they also need to do. Um, and yeah, it's really also impacted by what family situation we have right now. It's also really impacted by the support we have around us right now. Um, it's really interesting, I think, having chats with my husband about this, about how my role has changed over the years where I used to earn money and now you know, I don't earn as much and how that reflects our family situation and how that reflects you know, within our financial situation. Um, and when I think back to, you know, my grandma, she had no idea how much money they had or not had in the bank. She had no idea when my granddad died what to do, what the situation was with the house. Did they own it? Was it mortgaged? She literally had no idea. I remember my dad going to work and coming home on a Friday with a pay packet of cash and giving my mum some of that money. You know, so we are in a really interesting generation, I think, where, you know, many women are earning our own money now. Um, maybe more, you know, there's certainly more women in business. Um, I think the COVID effect has changed things from, from that perspective in that we have a little bit more leeway, perhaps, you know, for me, Paul is working at home a lot more, um, which has enabled us to have things, you know, work slightly differently in terms of that flexibility that that gives, gives us. Um, and just really to ask that question, like how much do you actually know about your financial security as a person, as a family? Um, because it really surprises me, you know, I was speaking to a friend recently, um, separating, and, and she had no idea about some of the costs and some of the debt. Um, and, and that, that, you know, that was someone that's married. And, and so I think it's really interesting that we all have our own little setups. And we often think that our setup is how everybody does it. But also to realise that, you know, everybody has their own, own individual um, 
kind of situations with money. Um, you know, I certainly, I have my own bank account. We have a joint bank account. My husband has his account. And every month he gets paid and he puts a very large proportion of his income into that joint bank account. And we both use that joint account to pay for things like our mortgage, our food bills, our um, shopping bills, all the kind of general outgoings. And he has some money that's his and I have some money that's mine. Um, and, you know, sometimes if there's extra things, then generally he will pay for that because he has the, the bigger earnings. Um, you know, I know exactly how much he earns. I know exactly um, his, his take home pay. I know when he gets a bonus because he tells me. Um, but I'm the one that runs all the finances at home. So I have an Excel spreadsheet that, that we run on that has all our outgoings, that has exactly what's coming in and out of our bank accounts. So I can tell you by the end of the month, if we spend no money, this is what would be in our account. Um, and I know what, what's coming out and when it comes out. And you know, I know that's not necessarily the case for everybody. Paul has very little idea. He probably has no idea how much our bills are, um, unless I tell him, but he also trusts me to know that stuff because um, I'm the one that sort of manages that aspect of it. You know, do you know all of that stuff? And I think these days it's a little bit easier because everything pretty much comes out, you know, direct debit. Um, it, it's all out of the bank account rather than paying things in cash and stuff. Um, so it can make things a little bit easier to track. Um, there are obviously different bank accounts where you can put money into different pots and things, which I think can be really, really helpful. Um, you know, especially if people want to save some money, which, you know, can seem slightly laughable at the moment, but for some people that might be achievable. Um, obviously, whilst interest rates go up and it makes mortgages expensive, it does also mean that if people have money in savings, that that is going up. So it's, you know, swings and roundabouts and, um you know, for me, I'm always checking things like, you know, I get the money saving website email every week. Um, and I always look at those things and see if there's things that we can do to, you know, change our family situation or to, you know, help our situation. So is that looking at changing our TV? Is that, you know, looking at those packages, what what things we can do from that, that sort of perspective? Um, oh, yours is the same, Kiara, you do it all, track it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's very similar to ours. Um, I think also because, you know, Paul works you know, full time and I don't work full time, I have the time to do that as well. Whereas I think if he was working, you know, as he is and then trying to manage all of that as well. Um, you know, things have changed in, in that since COVID, Paul's the one that goes and does the shopping um, every week now, the food shop. I get a little bit. Um, but he does the main big food job um, and so he's getting a better idea of how much things cost um, and and seeing some of that so that's quite interesting as well because again I think Covid has moved things along in that that, that gender specific you know way and that men are around a little bit more now perhaps if that was your setup um, to help support some of that stuff um, also like it doesn't really matter so I'm just going to close that because this is what happens. We get the sun coming through, which is lovely. But it also really blinds you. <laughs> Hopefully you can still see me if I sit back, or maybe not. Uh, you don't really need to see me, do you? Um, you know, I don't think it really matters if this is, you know, what you do as part of your brilliant baby and business is your main income, or if it's a side hustle for extra money. Um, you know, the money doesn't care. The system doesn't care. Ultimately, 
you know, money is just it's just something that helps us. And I think the problem that we have when we come to money is that there's a lot of judgment, there's a lot of assumptions um, made around money, which doesn't necessarily help, and it it share it kind of impacts how we feel about money and how we then sell to people or not sell to people. You know, it's just really really interesting. Um, and whilst it still does feel really heavy right now with the current economic climate, um, you know, there's only so much we can do about that at that top level. And I would, you know, getting into politics and talking about politics and that is really, really important. Um, people still have babies. People still need our services and we still have to pay our bills. And I saw a great post, which I thought was really, really relevant, is that, you know, don't put yourself in poverty to help others out. Um, it's very much about trying to help others whilst at the same time also being able to be a sustainable business. And that goes back to, you know, day one of, of us doing BBB and VIP was all about making our businesses sustainable. Um, you know, not from an environmental point of view, just from an actual, you know, longevity point of view. Um, and often money comes into that because if you're not taking enough money, then you're not going to be very... Um, you know, happy about giving up all your time and effort and, and not earning enough. So, yeah, just think about that. It doesn't help others and it doesn't help you to have less. Um, and, but you get to decide what this looks like for you. So it might be thinking about lowering or increasing your costs, increasing your, um, you know, your charges it could be a good thing to do. Um, but it might not be. So, you know, if you're going to lower it, perhaps you'll then get more clients. You know, that's a really interesting thing to think about, right? Obviously, we've just um, dropped the price of, of VIP because we're changing what we're doing in BBB to try and balance that out. So it's about giving people options, okay? Um, you know, you could increase your costs um, or increase your charges and, and run with fewer clients. Depending on what you're valuing more, are you valuing more your time or are you valuing the money? Or both equally um, and another thing you can always look out is looking at your outgoings so can you reduce your outgoings now I know from a business point of view I can reduce my outgoings a little bit is that something I want to do not necessarily so yes I could get rid of Canva at 10.99 a month but I quite like it and I, I use a lot of the extra features um, if I'm not using those features then I, I could get rid of it um, you know that's that soon adds up a year 120 130 quid a year um you know my website well that's kind of like a fixed cost do we all have to have websites no not necessarily how are your clients finding you if you're not needing that then that's something you could absolutely think about um you know the other aspect is also to think about how you're using your time so whilst having a facebook page having your instagram and having a youtube channel don't cost you anything in terms of you're not paying for that service it costs you in time so you know it's is are you looking at the cost in terms of the money or are you looking at it in terms of the time and it's really important to think about those things because it's really easy to get fixed on on the money um you know, is it worth looking at what you're offering in terms of free sessions, um, offering some paid for sessions, offering a different type of service? So maybe, you know, just thinking about how you can maybe change things up so that you can feel aligned with what you're doing, because what you're doing 
and what you're charging and how you're doing it needs to align with you and your goals and your big world why otherwise it's just not going to sit right and it'll probably jar and won't feel quite right and that's why sometimes you know there might be a bit of resistance to putting your prices up or it might be that you put your prices up and it doesn't work um and so I think it's it's you know whilst it's really easy to just say maybe I'll just stick my prices up actually that might not work because it might mean that you end up with fewer people coming to you um and so I think it's really useful to think more broadly about it in that way so obviously our own personal finances impact our business um you know we need to consider those things we need to think about our partnership we need to think about you know what what money if we need to invest in our business um where's that going to come from do we need to get buy-in from our partners you know obviously within the group we've got quite a varied amount of different businesses and some people have you know business premises and so with those commitments come different aspects so in terms of you know business loans or um you know grants things like that um but what i like to do is think about what do i need or what do i want to earn and then break it down so thinking about you know reverse engineering it if you need to make 150 pounds a week okay how can you do that breaking it down within your services you know if you're charging 10 pounds for a session then that's you know you can very easily work out how many sessions you need right but is it achievable to run that number of sessions at that price perhaps it's not you know perhaps you only have two days a week when you can work or you know set hours that you want to work um and often that can really make it feel a lot more achievable um, in terms of those monetary goals um because obviously there might be other ways of making money as well i think what's really easy to forget is the admin time so whilst my fee for a consultation is 35 pounds for an hour i don't just spend an hour with that person i've um you know had to look through their booking form and work out what slings to take and i have to grab the slings and then i have to drive there and then when i get home i then have to type up the follow up email I don't have to, but I choose to. I choose to send all my clients a follow-up email. It's quite detailed that goes through what we went through, um, listing, you know, the slings that they might have tried, the carriers they particularly liked, uh, signposting them to my videos, signposting to retailers, um, you know, just letting them know kind of that we, what we went through because it's really easy, I think, in those consults for people to forget. So that can maybe take me, you know, half an hour, might take me longer to write that, that email, but just on a broad basis, because obviously I might write it when I get in and then I'm interrupted by by the kids and so it might take me longer. But just think about those things because it's really easy for people to assume that that £35 is your, you know, your hourly rate when actually you break it down and actually that one hour consult probably took two and a half, three hours overall when you're looking at your admin time and your prep time and your, 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 your take down time because then we've got, you know, I come home and I put the things back away. You know, so there's all those things to, to think about. Um, but the biggest thing is it has to be realistic, it has to be uh, realistic for it to be achievable. And one thing that um, comes around a lot, I think, in money circles is, is this kind of idea that you can believe it, that, you know, if you just um, manifest, you can create money. And it, it really doesn't quite work like that. But language does really matter when it comes to us talking about money. And one thing that comes up a lot is, you know, charging your worth. What are you worth? Well, that's so subjective. Um, worth, how can you even quantify that? You know, uh, fundamentally, you cannot charge what you are worth um 
you know because what you're worth to you is different to someone else um you know and it there is always space on our, our market for any level of services okay i think it's really easy to also look to others and think we have to charge similar prices to other people and whilst that's useful as a gauge i still think you have to come back to what feels right for you you know yes i suppose marks and spencers when they bring out a lasagna is going to look at what is the lasagna charging at you know cook or what do they charge for lasagna at Sainsbury's and actually where does where are they fitting within their branding you know are they trying to elevate their position or are they trying to be like you know going to, towards Lidl's uh you know and so they are aligning their pricing based on their sort of ideal clients you know fundamentally um and there's always room for that but you know if you're paying you know one pound for a lasagna versus 15 pounds a cook for lasagna you're going to very much expect a different experience when you eat that lasagna. Um, so comes, you know, when we charge something, there does come an expectation. And some of that is how are we setting that expectation with our clients? Are they very clear on how much time they're getting? Are they very clear on extra time if you go over, um, you know, or if that, that session runs over, over that time that they've paid for? You know, do you feel comfortable... Mm, partway through a session going oh uh, right we've got five minutes left anything above that you're going to need to charge um it's eight pounds for every 15 minutes you know which is what what i charge you know i make sure that if i'm not comfortable saying that that that's in the confirmation email that that's in um you know in the booking bit so that they're clear on that um but yeah you fundamentally cannot charge your worth <laughs> so how how do we earn money how do we make money so to earn money or exchange for services, because don't forget, you know, you could find somebody that wants to pay you in form of a service. So if you um, do some work for a gardener, um, maybe instead of charging them money, you charge them in ways of, right, they're going to come around and, and mow your lawn or tidy your garden or prune that tree. You know, there's a few different ways that you can you can manage that. I think it's quite interesting. Uh, you might need to sell a product. You're selling your time and you're selling your expertise and experience and knowledge. Um, you know, passive income is another one which we talked about. So, for example, Amazon storefront or commission type things on your blogs is an option. If you you know record a course and then you just passively sell that um, ongoing. Um, you know, I do um, do workshops and courses. Um, the other thing is to look about look at is your income versus your outgoings versus your debt. Um, if, if you have any debt, um, often looking at transferring that if you can to, you know, zero percent, um, you know, you know, credit card can be helpful. But just ha being aware of all the options. Um, and, and so in order to have you know, more money, you can either in, you can you can increase your income, you can decrease your and your outgoings. Um, I think with lots of things at the moment, we're at the point where it's very difficult to decrease outgoings. Um, certainly in my family situation, there, there's not a huge amount we could do that we would be prepared to do. So, you know, we don't have the heating on uh, very often. Um, I'm sitting in uh, four layers. I've got a cardigan over the top. We have a blanket on the sofa. I've just bought some new uh, hot water bottles for everybody so that everybody can have two hot water bottles. Um, you know, so there, it, it, it's thinking, you know, slightly creatively um, around those things. I, I don't think, you know, we don't leave the TV on standby. We don't, um, 
leave lights on all day long you know it's, it's, it's trying to manage it as best we can but sometimes rather than you know trying to always think about well, I need to make more money you need to make more money actually is there a way we can we can decrease those outgoings is it that you can sell some things off um you know do you have um some slings and carriers that you no longer need ones that don't really get hired or um lent out can you can you sell those on um and sometimes it's really easy to think about well i need to make more on them than, than say i bought it for if you're retailing but what i think is really important to think about is that that is money that is sitting in in, in your in your home in your business and actually anything that you get for that is better than it's sitting there not making you any money so um that can be quite useful thinking about selling selling bits and bobs off what else could you sell um and also, you know, we need to plan that time around your life. You know, when can you work? When are you prepared to work? Um, you know, I know some people protect, you know, a day a week or I generally will not work until 10 o'clock. So once I've done school run, I've got until 10 and then in my head I switch into my you know, work mode. Um, there might be people that that won't work for. And you need to be a lot more flexible. Um, you know, there isn't a right and a wrong way around doing these things. You know, sometimes I'll work. Uh, differently so previously you know when the kids were at home I tended to do more in the evenings and weekends and now I do less on those because they're at school so I fit it in and around school hours um, but to understand that obviously very flexible you get to decide and it's very likely to change with the season of your life um, you know especially if you've got young children how do you fit in your childcare or work around your children um, you know, do you get the free 15 hours nursery? Do you get the free 30 hours nursery? Do you have family locally that can help you with your children? And, and if you don't have those things, then that is going to make things, you know, trickier to manage. Um, so I think being realistic with some of that is really important too. So where, where do we earn it? So from home, you can do it from home. It can be a good option as there's no cost to pay to run from there really I mean obviously there are some costs because you might have lights on you might have to have the heating on but um if, you know if people are only going to be around your house for an hour then then maybe you don't need to put heating on um you might need to hoover it a bit more <laughs> um yeah they're, they're very very minor costs perhaps uh from home um free venues can you connect with other similar client-based businesses? So, you know, toddler and baby groups, um, you know, baby signing. Can you pop along at the end of their sessions? You know, can you split the cost of the church hall or, um, you know, get creative in looking at that? Sometimes, you know, pubs have rooms that you can have that, that don't cost anything if people are paying. You know, cafes are always maybe a good one to tap up. Um, so yeah, thinking about venues is in, in, as a way of reducing your cost if you have high costs on those is really important too. Um, when you're paying for a venue, do they align with your brand? And that's something that you know might be important to you or it might not be, um, depending on on where your brand is feeling for you, fitting within the market. Online online's an option um you know low cost fee from that point of view that's assuming obviously that we generally have laptops we have ipads we have have those sorts of things so that was obviously a really good thing during um lockdown was doing online um everyone got into zoom quite easily didn't they um and obviously it can work if you're at home and you've got sick children maybe where do people pay you um fees for that um you know and your banking and any charges if you're doing business banking um 
the, know that Square have put their fees up, which for low cost um, things, it, it makes it quite pricey. Um, whereas before it was really, really much better to use Square. Um, so they're now, I would say, more in line with the likes of PayPal for the lower costs. Um, Helen did a lovely spreadsheet for us, um, which is in the group. So you can have a look at that looking at the charges. So generally if people are spending a higher amount i think she looked at over 50 pounds and upwards it was it was still better to use square and obviously with square if um you have the thousand pound free processing then obviously it doesn't really matter what the fees are so that can be a really good thing to plug that thousand pounds free processing now i don't like to plug it all the time because i don't want it to build up and then i go for a period of it's run out because it only lasts i think 180 days but um sharing that with other things that aren't necessarily baby run businesses so other people that might be working from home for themselves other you know business groups um i'm for example in a local business group um no worries Kira. take care bye um so i then there was something in there the other day about what apps do you use for your business or what um packages do you use for business and what oh, i shared that one um you know they might not be aware of those things so you know, extend those offers to outside of just our, our industry. Um, again, looking at your banking, looking at your charges, specifically, you know, if you have a venue and you have bills coming out at the end of the month, very specific times of the month, it's really important that you are putting money into pots, kind of metaphorically speaking, so that you can pay your rent at the end of the month. Um, you know, you need to be siphoning off every time or you have an appointment that for that £35, £5 goes straight to that pot, £10 goes to that pot, you know, and, and £5 is left for you at the end. Um, it's something that you need to certainly give a lot more thought if you have more of a, a higher outgoings. Next. So factors. Interesting thing to think about. You cannot be affordable to everybody. You know, you're never going to be affordable um, from the moment that you charge to some people. Um, but then if you aren't charging them, do they think it's worthy? You know, and, and it can reflect on what they think about the service. Um, and also you don't get to decide what people may or may not find affordable. You know, we just don't know the complexities of people's incomes. Um, and affordable is such a subjective term. You know, some people will happily spend a lot of money on some things and not a lot of money on others. And so sometimes it's about us talking about what value they get from our services to understand that, um, you know, that £35 is £35 well spent when they've potentially spent 150 quid on a carrier that they can't use um is thinking about what what money they spend and what that gives them so for some it is priceless being able to carry their child you know and they might not know that at the time um and i think that's really important in how we communicate that to our audiences so sharing testimonials is really important sharing what problems you solve speak to the problem that it solves how can you save your clients money um you know in speaking to that current climate of economy i, I posted before about the leaflet that came through from cook and cook is a, a not a cheap freezer-based company you know meal company the food is amazing quality um but what they talked about was what you save in terms of time, save on washing up, save on needing pots and pans. Um, 
and and that I thought was a really interesting way to go is a slightly more premium brand still talking to that um you know the big bottle of washing up liquid I had said that you could use that fairy washing up liquid at, at lower temperature so that you didn't have to have hot water um it talked about how many you know bowls of washing up that it would do um it talked about um how it removes grease so it, it, it makes washing up much quicker or something along those lines and I was just like wow even fairy washing up liquid are doing this that's quite interesting you know speaking to the climate what are people's concerns um I think a really big thing to break down is that you can be a good successful person and not earn large of sums of money you know really thinking about what you think about money and what success looks like and becoming aware of that those things aren't necessarily true um, and shifting those things is huge and it will change things massively um, for you. I think it's really easy, you know, some people hate talking about money because it's seen as, um, I don't know, maybe it's seen as boastful. Like my father-in-law hates talking about money. Um, he doesn't think it's any of his business what, what people um, earn. Now, that's a reflection of his feelings on that that's a judgment a judgment is generally a reflection of of our our feelings on it and it just means that you need to be a little bit open to seeing that and feeling that um I don't care talk about money I can tell you how much I earn I can tell you how much my husband earns I can tell you how much you know our house cost us how much our build is cost us because none of those things fundamentally change me as a human being <laughs> and I don't judge people on their money therefore I don't care and I will share that like you know we've got I've got a really good friend from university and he fundamentally believes, you know, how much money you earn um, is your success. So he he often talks about, you know, how much he earns. Um, not not precisely, but he, it's, it's clear it's a lot, you know, um, and how much he spends on things because that's that's his self worth is is in what he spends, and and that's really interesting. And I just I just find myself going, oh, that's interesting, <laughs> you know. But just because he chooses to spend him, his money in that way, is that, do I judge him on that? No, that, that's, you know, that's his choice. But it also don't let it reflect, um, you know, on me. And yeah, I just find it funny when we start talking about money and, and worth and how inextricably linked all this stuff is. And fundamentally, you know, being a patriarchal society, it makes it really, really complicated, I think, for, for women in business. Um, but there's been really interesting research that shows that when women earn money in the way that we spend money is different to men and the way that we invest money is different to men. And so that can fundamentally shift the economy um, in a really, really positive way. And that's something that Ray Dodd um, talks about a lot. And I've shared some of her podcasts as well. And I would definitely recommend listening to those because I think it just really opens up your mind to thinking about money in a different way. So be clear, make it clear what you charge for your services. Um, you know, keep it simple. Don't maybe offer too many services. It, it usually confuses people. Um, do you include your travel costs as part of the cost or do you send them sort of after? Do you, you know, charge a set amount per mile or do you say this, these postcodes are this amount? You know, think about those things. There's not a fixed way of doing that. Um, you know, some people might might um, charge per, per mile or some people might do it by time, um, depending on where you live and how you get to consults. Um, you know, that, that's going to differ. Um, 
and there's lots of ways to do it and there isn't one right way. Um, and I think it's just really important to regularly sit down and look at your charges, look at what you are doing, looking at your time, looking at your situation and revisiting it and just reflecting on it and thinking, does this feel aligned with what I want to do at the moment? Um, is this serving me anymore? You know, what do I maybe need to change? Um, and also being honest about that and, and speaking to your audience about it, you know, um, I think asking the audience is always a really good thing about saying, look, I'm going to have to put my prices up because the venue costs have gone up and I, I need to feed my family. There's no absolutely no shame in having to, to say those things. Um, or to ask, are there any other venues, you know, that are cheaper in our local area? Are there any, any venues that you know that are free? You know, often reaching out is... Um, and sharing our own experiences from that perspective are really helpful in finding out solutions, but also just opening those conversations up for other people as well. So selling, you can also obviously sell items. How can you do that? You can do it without needing um, a website even. So you can use the Instagram shop function, obviously Facebook. Um, you can use Square to sell. Um, so you don't necessarily need to have that extra functionality on your website. Um, Key things to think about is making it easy for people to find items and buy. Um, same as booking you, you know, do you have it simple so they don't have to go back and forwards? You know, think about what you like, um, how you buy, how you shop, how you book appointments for people. What, what do you like? And then do that. Um, so for me, it is, I like it to be one click. I don't like back and forwards a lot. So um, think about it from a client facing point of view if you were the client and you were trying to book you or buy something from you how easy is it um do you have other options not just their card being a paypal client, apple pay for example um do you have a very clear postage policy refund exchanges um Google Ads is another one, but again, Google Ads is something you do have to pay for, but it's thinking about what does that save you in terms of time. So I think the real key thing with Google Ads is really clear targeting. Um, and sometimes that, that will bring in more, more income for you. So it's working out, you know, do you want to, to spend a little bit of money to gain, um, you know, gain lots of clients to get bookings or to sell items? Um, Helen is, is an amazing whiz at Google Ads. In fact, we keep saying we need to get her to do something on that in here. Um, so words, words we use matter. Fact check yourself. Uh, is this true? Um, do I know this to be true? You know, our brain isn't always right. Brains like shortcuts. And so often we make assumptions and judgments on people and often they're a reflection of what we think or feel about us or about, you know, just as a reflection really it says more about us than it does about the other individuals so words like affordable when I googled affordable it comes up as cost effective low cost reasonable inexpensive fair economical budget you know and I think well you know what is a you know a budget carrier to one person is not a budget carrier to somebody else you know a budget carrier might be under 50 quid on the current market budget carrier I would say would be anything under 100 pounds you know I think it depends on, on on our own positioning within that level of things. And so, you know, you certainly wouldn't see Artipop calling their carrier affordable. Um, they are very clear on where their marketing is and their branding is. Um, and, and you know what? Some of us maybe don't want to be affordable. And that's not a judgment at all on those choices because, you know, 
I think a lot of those words are really subjective and I think it's really hard to quantify those. Um, you know, we don't know people's backgrounds, but we make judgments and assumptions as soon as we meet them or we'll hear from them, you know, even just from their name, um, maybe from their address, if they're sending their address, the wording, the language that they might use, um, you know, the car that they might drive, the clothes that they wear. Um, you know, we are making subconscious judgments all the time and sometimes they're not fair or not true um and so it's just really good to check those things with yourself because you might think that you know your clients can only afford a certain amount and, and that is not for you to judge because you don't get to decide that um i love ray dodge she's amazing i followed her for many years as a coach been in a few of her business groups um She's now calling herself a money and business coach. Um, she was originally sort of calling herself a business coach and as the more she's gone into it, it she's niched into money. Um, she does have a pricing workshop, but this unravels a lot of things around money, not just, you know, it's not a magic formula to decide what to charge. Um, that does cost £47. Um, she has a free pricing like flow worksheet and she has podcasts, etc. And I'll definitely just listen to some of those and again, they're not particularly long, um, just to... Get you thinking maybe slightly differently about about money and about women in business so opening it up emily and lucy how, how are you both feeling about money and um you know is there anything we can help with around it I mean, it's something that me and Kiara would go, um, you know, around the houses a lot with. You know, we had um, a few people that chose to leave VIP for whatever reason. We can't necessarily assume that's because they don't want to afford to pay, um, you know, the, the £10 a month fee. Um, we also know that we need to make a certain amount of income for us to carry on doing VIP because it's quite, you know, if we're not making a certain amount or a decent amount for each of us, it's not worth us doing. And so we sat down and had, you know, a few few chats backwards and forwards about what feels right to us um, and feels aligned with us. And, you know, we decided that we would reduce the cost of VIP. Um, it does mean we will open it up because obviously we hope to have some other people in there to to just bring that income back up but also to do some some different things around it so running paid for workshops um just because it gives us a different opportunity there to bring in some more income that that then allows us to not have as much income coming from vip um so we're just flexing on that a little bit and just deciding you know how how that works for us um for, you know for me and kiara um but fundamentally you know we can't just say right we're just going to keep the price what it is or we're going to put the price up because without the community there is no community and, and at the same time as we have to do what's right for us it's like well it felt right to change it um and so yeah like i said putting stuff up is not always the answer sometimes it is the answer um and it's gonna really be very dependent on your own situations and exploring that and your own beliefs around money you know I grew up um my dad was in and out of work we I remember going to the job center with him to sign on um I had a paper round from 13 I had a job from 16 in a shop as well as keeping my paper round going and I worked all the way through university and paid paid my way through university I also had a grant at that time um 
And so, um, you know, my view of money is, for example, very different to my husband's view of money, whose mum and dad bought him a car and um, paid for him to go to university. And he had a mobile phone. I remember thinking, oh, my God, he's absolutely loaded. You know, went around to his house and thought, wow, this is huge. And now I'm like, it's really not a bigger house like um, that he grew up in. It really isn't. It's a detached, you know, lovely house, but it, it's not a mansion by any means. And I think it's just really interesting when we start to break down some of the thoughts and judgments that we have um and you know maybe we look back and change how we think about events or things because we've changed those you know those thought processes around that um and so I think it's often interesting when you have different backgrounds like me and and my husband around money about how we choose to spend money and um what we happily spend money on and what we don't spend money on um because you know fundamentally we all have those different beliefs um so emily i think having a price is very visibly very visibly helpful for people in financial levels yeah i think it is really important um they can decide what's for them without any judgment yeah some people may still still want new and so many free drop-ins so that's all fine yeah uh, i think it's um It's interesting because we can put a lot of emotion straight off. You know, they can decide what service is right for them without judgment or without shame. We're assuming that people, if they're choosing something cheaply, might feel shame about that. But maybe they don't. Um, you know, I think just being very clear on the different levels of service so that people come to a free drop in. And don't go away disappointed because they didn't get what they thought they were getting even though it was for free um you know we've talked about this before in the group that sometimes people don't um value things that are free um sometimes people don't some people do um some people will always take the free option and some people would much rather take you know the paid for one-to-one -one option and i think it is fundamentally just about giving people those choices um there's nothing wrong with you as a business putting conditions on people coming to a free sling clinic it would be very difficult perhaps to, to to manage that but um you know there are probably people that come that maybe could pay but that just choose not to um and things like having your you know donate to me um link or you know the coffee link or um you know pay as you feel um options can feel good and aligned and sometimes they don't um when it says pay what you feel that's really hard because then it's like you're judging the thing um and for some people like if my income is low then even if it's amazing I can still only give a certain amount of money and that just because I can't give more doesn't mean I didn't benefit or didn't think it was amazing um you know so if you have something like a free event or a paid you know pay as you like structure I think it can be quite useful to just give some guidelines around some of those things. So actually, if you, you know, if you're um, in receipt of benefits, um, free school dinners, then you don't need, you know, this this amount will be, you know, a suggestion. And then if you, um, you know, something else, if you have, you know, if you have a BMW and you... <laughs> you uh you have you know a pension then 
maybe you should pay more. Um, I think it can be really tricky one to have conversations about money um to be open about money because of how complicated it is intertwined with judgment and success um you know um and i think that's that's just part of the culture that we live in isn't it right i think it's really hard to to change that um yeah any thoughts, anything you guys wanted to share? I will 